This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome everyone that's just tuned in. It's Alana Willie for you and you're with this program called Body Matters. I hope you all had a fantastic week. Today I have a very special guest, Carol van Bullion in the studio and she has an awesome and powerful testimony that she is going to share. So if you know of anybody who has been either diagnosed with cancer or is ill, this is such an amazing program. We are going to really, really just minister to you today. So this message is for you. Don't go away. Carol has also written a book called Cancer Bow to the King, and we will be discussing her book. And this is going to really encourage you. So please stay tuned. Hi, Carol. Hello, Alana. It's so nice to have you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Carol, you've written a book, Cancer Bow to the King. And you are going to just share a little bit um, out of that book with us today. And obviously, that's your testimony. But before I jump on the bandwagon and tell you, you know, tell me about it, don't you want to just share a little bit with the um, with the audience out there? Who is Carol van Bullion? All right. So I am a mother of two. I have a daughter that's 25. She is dripping with loveliness. She has a degree. She's working. Then I have a son who's 20, actually tomorrow. Wow. And he's his second year of his degree. Sure. I'm a widow. I have been now for nearly 13 years. And I have a full-time job. So I juggle home life, work life. And what I love to do, I love to spend time with my children. I'm quite a doting mommy. And I enjoy a good company, friends, you know, snacks, coffees, uh, conversation. But what I really like to do is to swim. I love the ocean. I love the river. I love swimming pools. I just love water. And... um, what I can tell you about myself is I am a child of God and I love Jesus. Carol, just in a nutshell, when, when did you get saved? Um, I would say I was raised in a Christian home. I've always known the Lord. I slid away, you know, going through t- teenage years and being a young adult and um and then I sort of like wasn't paying much attention to my Christianity, also just really praying when there was a need. And uh, when my husband fell ill, um, I was actually at a loss. I felt I didn't actually have enough, enough sustenance within yes, myself. I wasn't sure. really spending my life in the Word. And mm. it was, I felt at a loss and I knew there was actually something amiss. Yes. And I think it's in that time after his death and through our grieving process that I really understood what it meant to look to my father, to find him in the word, to say what he says. And our whole new relationship was birthed. And I would say that could be now about 13 years, this newfound relationship with the Lord. It's so amazing just listening to you because sometimes I also find, you know, you you get saved, but then you actually get really saved, you know, when that relationship with Jesus gets birthed. And I think that's what you're saying. You've always been saved, but. But that was where 
God really started making a difference in your life, where you've had started a relationship with them. And that is the key word you've just said. It's a relationship. Yeah. It's a two-way thing. That is awesome. Um, Carol, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back in, the sh- in a few minutes. Welcome back to Body Matters with Alana Willyfair, and I'm chatting to Carol van Bullion. And Carol has got an amazing testimony that she's just going to share with us now on how she has overcome cancer. So, Carol, don't you want to just share that story with us, please? So, it began when I felt discomfort in my lower abdomen. Something sharp was stabbing on the inside of me. I went to see the doctor and he told me I was constipated and gave me some meds for that. I went back a second time with the same prognosis and unbelievably my brother paid us a surprise visit all the way from New Zealand. He is a child of God and I believe it was such divine intervention. When he arrived at my house, the first thing I told him is feel my stomach in this hard lump. Can you believe what this is? I've never heard of something like this. And then he said to me in all earnesty, Carol, go and see another doctor. And he he was so serious. I immediately, I listened. And I think that's just the spirit Mm. that was in him that that I heard. And I went to see another doctor. And as he touched my lower abdomen, he said to me, without a doubt, this is ovarian cancer. He took his hands and he measured and he said, this is 11 by 15 centimeters. If this growth is not encapsulated, it is possibly touching your bowels, your colon, and your liver, and you might not make it a year. Wow. Carol, what does encapsulate me, just for the audience out there who doesn't know? So it is like a shell, like a shell that will cover that ovarian mass or that tumor mm. uh, that it, it and then, then it's like a shell so it can't penetrate yeah, and so touch other can places out, it can't leak out kind of yes it will sort isolated. of contain it yes okay. that's that is exactly what it is sure. and then he said look here i need to send you for emergency um testing sonars and that but so obviously i started to reason with him because you have denial how can this be i mean i don't smoke um, I lead a, li- a healthy lifestyle, and I mean, I've, I, I'm a good person. I mean, why would, <laughs> how could sure. this be possible? Yes. And um, he told me, no, no, look here, um, you know what I mean? He can only but try to console and comfort me, but I have to look at the reality now sure. of what I was facing. So when you hear the words, you have cancer, um, it's not what you expected to hear, but what you're hearing is you are going to die. You hear death. And as you ponder on that driving home, it's like death and fear and anxiety just grabs hold of you. It's got you in its clutches and everything about you is changing instantly. Mm. And in that moment, I mean, I never have this begging, pleading type of praying. But in a moment now, I'm praying and I'm begging God and I'm saying, Please don't let me die. My children have already lost their father. They were only 7 and 13 years old. And were they now going to be left to be orphans? Um, How could he be so awful? I mean, Mm. he just needed to understand. He was... I didn't want him now to once again give my children such a blow. Yes. So by the time I got home, I was like frantic. There was nobody there. So I started to clean out the wardrobes and 
all that was in my mind was, what will the children do with this stuff? And while I was doing that, I found a little book. And it said, and Jesus healed them all. Sure. I took that book and I flung it back, back in the wardrobe and I said, that's a lie. And I never threw it away like everything else. I just flung it back. Sure. And then I started to write a book um, for my mother. When the children go for haircuts, um, so wear their school clothes. Yes, for, the for death. For death. Okay. Because my husband had died. Um, my father-in-law had died, my grandfather had died, so many friends had died. So why, what was so great mm-hmm. and so special about me that he would choose me to, 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 to love? To love? Um, because surely he didn't heal everybody. That's what I was, that's what mm-hmm. I believed. I just believed that yes. he, that I wasn't worthy enough or good enough of something oh. so amazing uh, to happen, you know, to me. So would you say you were still angry at that stage with God? I think I was very disappointed. Okay. I was most disappointed in him um, because I felt um, he'd let me down. Mm-hmm. Here I was a single mother. That was my plan for my life. And we went through, a, and also we were now going through the grieving. We went through the grieving process for four years. Sure. So that just puts you at that dark place. And now, not even a year later, now I'm diagnosed. Sure. So um, I started to write to my mother, you know, I started to put my last will and testament, the house papers, whatever legal documents she might require, and wrote her all notes of. Uh, where I buy these school books and all those type mm. of things. So on the third day when my mother came to visit me, she said to me. Um, and, and did your mom know at this stage? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, um, but I was keeping it away. I just needed some time. To process. Just to process, just yeah. two days. On the third day she came and she said to me, Carol, my mother is beautiful. She's gentle. She said to me, why do you not trust God for healing? And I actually felt offended at her. And I said to her, no, mommy, I'm not going to set myself up like that. The chances is he will not heal me. Then I will die and you will still not know how to take care of my children. You won't know where to find anything. And, um, and my mother started to cry. She said to me, Carol, if you do not change the words of your mouth, you might possibly die. And I said to her, Mommy, powerful words she said to me. And it's like I didn't care. She was crying. And I knew that I was hurting her. But the point here was she had to listen to me. My children needed a caregiver. And she needed to understand what the passwords of my bank account was. And there were other important things. Mm. It wasn't about my life. It was about the children. You had a mission. You were just at that point just trying to... Orchestrate everything without focusing on you, just on me. just getting your mom, your mama to okay. yes, and move in and sure. take my room and come and be the mother of this house. I had a plea to her: just be a mother to my children, and be the mother that you were to me, and everything will be fine. And um, whilst I was saying these things to her, she was crying. And um, it's like I didn't care. Mm. And in that moment, I heard a voice so still, so gentle inside of me. And this voice asked me a question. 
And the question was, what do you know to be the truth? I knew it was the Lord. In the instant, I knew it was Him. I hadn't heard His voice. I didn't think ever. But I knew that that was His voice. And I actually stood up at attention. And I said, the truth I know is the cross. And it all came flooding to me. My salvation, the day I gave my heart to the Lord, it was because of the cross. And because I fell in love with Him, that He would pay the price. That He would say, I don't get to pay the price because he has paid. And somewhere along the line, I forgot. And in a moment, he reminded me. He reminded me. And I still touched my back pocket and I said, oh, here's a receipt in my pocket. (laughs) It's paid. You paid. And as I said those words, I actually felt it expel the fear and anxiety. Mm. It's it's like clutches let go of me. And I looked at my mother and I consoled her and she was looking at me so bewildered. <laughs> she yeah. she knew she something. something She's a godly moment. woman. She yes, Alana. She knew <laughs> and I think her tears then were changing, you know, to tears tears of joy. Mm. So I apologized and I said to her that I will never disrespect her like that again. Or the word in her, the word of truth in her, that I'd, I was offended at it. I apologized and I told her never again. And I said, Mommy, stand with me and we are going to walk this road. So the first thing, I, and I felt the presence of the Lord. I felt that he was there and I was so excited because he, he revealed something to me in that moment. Something I'd never pondered on. That if his presence is showing up. Yes, it's biblical. It says where two or more gathered, there he is. Yes. And if his presence is show, there, that means there he is. Yes. That means that right there, right then, God, my healer, was in the room. Wow. God, my provider, was in the room. Mm-hmm. And you experienced that tangible touch of God and you knew as you knew as you knew God was there he was there Wow! and I knew that I was not going to do this alone there was my mother showing up and there he was showing up and already I felt I was winning I was not going to do this alone so I'm one of six siblings and it took a number of years but over the years all my siblings are born again so I also have step-siblings. They are all born again. Wow. We are a born-again family. And um, I arranged that my family, nephews, all that would gather at my brother's house. I was super excited because I understand now the mathematics of the number. If two is gathered, three is gathered, yes. four. And we're all <laughs> gathering in his name. Yes, how powerful how that is. How powerful that is. And knowing that all... All of them have prayer requests. Mm. So my first thing was I wanted to share with them this newfound revelation of mine, which is so beautiful, um, that I knew the presence was going to show, the presence of the Lord would show. Then God, the healer, was in their midst. And this I told them. And God, the provider, 
giver of good things, our good, good father would be in the room. And that is to be excited about. You yeah. know, what's so amazing just listening to you. You get the revelation. You forget about everything. And the first thing you want to do is preach to your family. Yes. And get them all together. Yes. Oh, that's exactly. That's so exciting. Because I love them. And then I realized it also for me that felt, you know, wasn't been on the right road for so long. That love that's in, inside of you to love your family, to care for them, to want to love God, to want to share him. It's his nature. Yes. God is love. Yes. And we are his children. And my son, he often reminds me, if somebody is tramping on my toes, he'll say, mommy. We continue to walk in love. It is sure. God's nature. So after the prayers and all that at my brother's house, everybody believing and testifying, um, their prayers were answered because everybody had prayers. Wow. And they prayed for me, powerful prayers. And I quoted God's word and made declarations and read Bible verses. And then they decided to start a prayer warrior group for me. Where they would just flood me with, where, where they would flood me with declarations, words, wow. Bible verses, so that I wouldn't have a moment mm. to focus on the negative. Sure. So I will encourage every person you cannot do this alone. Yes. Do not isolate yourself. There are many um, prayer groups out there, um, like like different ministries and radio uh, stations, where if you, you could actually call them with prayer requests. They will actually put you in contact with prayer warriors if you don't have anybody close to you. Sure. So I would say, don't do this alone. It's it's it would be too tough. Yes. It would be too tough. Join your faith with others that will speak like you speak. Yes. So I also had to actually pull myself away from those that weren't godly, that mm. wanted to tell me about how serious my condition was, that wanted to tell me about all those people they knew that didn't make it. Yes. You have to find that loving, godly way mm. to pull yourself away from to those surround conversations. surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up, encourage you. Most important yes, to do that. that's very true. So I then went for the sonar. And when I went to see the doctor, he told me the growth was not encapsulated and quite a shocker this mm. whole revelation I knew that I would live and I would not die I knew in an instant now I'm already searching the scriptures and I found there are so many verses that say it is his will for you to live a long and a satisfied life yes. he is the giver of life by the stripes of Jesus I am healed and now I'm being told there's no encapsulated growth. And then I told the doctor, that cannot be. You need to examine me internally and find for you, feel for yourself that image you see is wrong. And as he examined me, he said, oh, this growth is encapsulated. Wow. First miracle. That I is said, a miracle. He literally scratched his head. He was looking at the image. He was just saying, you know what, let's do the operation. Because sure. I was getting so excited. And he yes. was just, let's do the operation. Open you up. Then we will see what's inside. But I told him, God is my healer, that God is good. And that my God has encapsulated that growth. And so I went for the operation. Then my sister-in-law told me, Carol, you won't go in that operation alone. 
Jesus is going to go in there with you and the angels. Put your hand on your side, let him hold your hand and let him go in with you. What a beautiful picture. I put my focus on that when I was in in that operating theater. And you know, when I awoke, the anesthetist was saying, Mrs. Fumbelian, we are so happy to have you with us. You actually went into bleeding and two surgeons fought sure. to stop the bleeding. And then I went on to blood transfusions. And then I was saying, thank you, Lord. It's because wow. you were in the theater. You were there mm. and you are watching over my life. And then I knew that I knew. Why was I going to die of terminal disease? I then didn't die on the operating table. Yes. Yes, if he wanted you to die, you would have died, but God was there. So now he was encouraging me to keep his word in my mouth. Let me tell you, that's the wisest thing. The doctor's report can come, um, but his report, always consider the report of the the Lord. And his report is that by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. And so I went for the operation, and great news, when the... Gynecologist and the oncologist and the psychologist came to see me. He explained that um, everything that he could see with his naked eye, he removed, successfully sure. removed. And that the growth was only touching the flesh of the pelvis and that he took out. And he was very happy with the outcome. And I was saying, look at that. So now I'm just going to recover for six weeks. No chemo, no nothing. And here I go, just bubbling over. And then he settled me and he said to me, "Um, look here, as a routine procedure, we flushed the saline water of your stomach Mm. and there were cancer cells found in it. Your OVI is high and chemo has to start. And how did you feel at that point, Carol? You know, it felt, it took me right back to my husband's funeral. I I cried uncontrollably. I hadn't cried like that Mm. since his funeral. It was too much of a low blow after this high expectation. Of knowing, not even an expectation, of a knowing yes. God has healed me because he has done it at the cross 2,000 years ago. Did he then not remind me? Mm. Did he not tell me what is the truth? So I, I cried and I cried. But I can tell you, even in all that crying, there wasn't a negative thought in my mind. Sure. I immediately called my mother to tell her because she then just started to uh, pray. And yes. make declarations and speak in the spirit. So, um, and you know what I then discovered? I discovered from that moment on that God's children is everywhere. Actually, even if you think you're alone, you can be in a shopping mall. Yes. There will be a child of God that will connect with you if that is what you need. And I believe God, so, God ordains it. Huh? He is so busy with us. He has so many thoughts of us. If we will just see it and allow it. And two nurses came into the ward. They pulled the, the, the curtain closed and they just prayed a powerful prayer over me. And then three other patients in the ward, it was just a ward, four of us, came and prayed with me as well. And, sure. I, and there we, until I settled. And then I put on the TV and there was the faith channel. And I mean, why would I watch the faith channel? And yes. here was preacher after preacher for five days while I lied in the hospital. Wow. Speaking on healing. 
Everybody sure. was speaking about healing and it will heal you of your wounds. Mm. And the story of King Hezekiah, how God, um, when he cried to the Lord and said he doesn't want to die, he told the prophet to go back and say, say I heard his tears. Mm. I heard his tears. I heard his cries. I saw his tears. Tell him he will live and not die. Sure. And 15 years was added to yes. his life. So that is my God. That is what I had to keep in my mouth. And suddenly I was hearing these stories on the faith channel. Then that very little book that I'd found in my cupboard that said, and Jesus healed them all became my lifeline. I took sure. it with everywhere I kept it next to my And was that bed. by um, Kenneth Copeland's wife? Eh? Gloria, Gloria Copeland. Gloria Copeland. Yes. Uh, just, just for interest's sake, for the yes. listeners, if they, they might want to read it or so. Yeah. Jesus healed them all by Gloria Copeland and she had written it 17 years prior wow. to that. So that little book had been in my cupboard, I don't know how many years. And and I read it in the Bible, and it's very true. It was very true. Now, you can just but ask yourself, how did you have such wrong thinking mm. that Jesus only yields some? Because the Bible says that he yielded all. Mm. All who came to him, he yielded. And then as I read and I read through the Gospels, never... In his presence was somebody not healed. Or rejected. That's true. Everyone or, was healed. Everyone was healed and nobody died. If somebody was dead, they actually rose to life. He called oh, them yeah. back to life. So in the presence, he is the giver of life. And... um that just broke open to me more and more. And sure. then obviously many other things where I had wrong thinking, like thinking... All these things that God does to me that I'm coming short to understand I am a child of God. Yes. I am a child of God. Mm. There is grace that abounds towards me, that he loves me, and that his spirit is teaching me and guiding me and helping me. Even if I fall, he is constantly guiding me. He's not pushing me away. Uh and I think what you're saying, Carol, is so relevant because so many people think I'm sick and I deserve to be sick because I'm not good. That's you it. Know, that you think, I'm, well, I'm not that good. I mean, I serve God, but, you know, maybe God's punishing me. I know a lot of people, you know, maybe it's God's will for me to be sick because he's trying to maybe teach me a lesson or, you know, I wasn't that good in my life. But what you're saying is, is when we're God's children, his grace and his mercy is upon us. He wants to heal us. Yes. And so that is about the relationship. And then you can bring it back to you as a parent with your children. Your love is always there to see them through. It doesn't matter what they do. You nurture them. You teach them. You guide them. Okay. So these things were also new for me and wonderful to discover that this is who he is and this is how he operates. So um, then what happened? I went then on the chemo treatments and they were... Um, they're not pleasant. Any person going out through, mm. going through that, it's it's not an easy. It's not easy. It's no, very difficult. Imagine. You hallucinate. You have um, um, hot flushes. You bloating. You mm. you don't have clearness and clarity of mind. You are aching. You are paining. You have many people. I was still on a neolaster treatment. It's a biochemical treatment. Your bones are. Paining, you are 
you're losing your hair, you, are, you, you look ghastly, you don't even recognize yourself. So by the time I went for the third chemo session, I was saying, God, can you please be my healer? Can you please, I mean, can you please show the world that you're my healer? Can it be like a big story? I was praying that I was so anxious. I felt I was fainting. My mom was sure. waiting in the car for me to take me uh, for my visit. I said, God, I can't do this anymore. Please, please. Sure. I've done everything. And then I felt his peace. And then I said, wow, you are here. And then I felt this was something else I learned to settle mm. something up front. I said, you know what, God, it doesn't actually matter when I visit the doctor today. What does he say? What is his report? Yes. I need to give consideration to your report that I'm healed. Mm. Because if I don't settle this right here and now and he doesn't give me a good report, I'm going to say, but you never heard my own spray and I felt so much peace and I felt so good it was settled and that's powerful what you're saying you had to settle that matter in your mind God has healed me no matter what is going to happen in the future what anybody says you were just going to his word is his word his word so when I went to see the doctor the oncologist he said to me Mrs. Fambalion you're progressing very well but you're not there yet Mm. Kima needs to continue so I went home And I had a cup of tea and I went to lie down peacefully. No, like, Lord, you didn't hear me. You you didn't answer my prayer. No, because we settled up front. There we go. Yes, you chose to believe. You chose to believe that. So by the time I went for the sixth chemo session, the ovarian mass was still showing and a lymph and a cystic node and the OVI was still not favorable, the marker. and the doctor was speaking about doing a further operation. Um, there was now a panel of doctors, oncologists, looking at the way forward. And again, I was afraid to go for the operation. Mm. But then I remembered, oh, yes, God looked after my life first time. There's no, it's just that momentary yes. when fear comes, just resist it. It yes. will flee. It's it, almost it, like your level of faith was so high. You chose to believe. You cho- and then it will go. And then you're back. You, you're just feeling, here we're going again. So I asked the doctor now. So when I went to see him, he's, he was standing And he was smiling. So there's not much smiling happening in the oncology rooms. Everything is low-key and very serious. And then he said to me, Mrs. Fambalion, today we are discharging you. And silently I thought, oh my, are you sending me home now? Um, um, Don't you want to like walk this road with me any longer? And then I asked him, but what about that um, ovarian mass that you were seeing? He told me, you know, those tests you've just been for, we don't see it. It's oh, gone. Wow. <laughs> I told him, then what about that n- lymph and cystic node? He said, it's just not there. It's not, Everything's normal. And I told him, what about my OVI marker? He said, that's also got a normal reading. Wow. I told him, oh, he said, we are discharging you. Sure. I screamed so loud. I said, look what my God has done. He has saved my life. Mm-hmm. And he has healed me from cancer. My children will not be orphans. I will live a long and a satisfied life. He has a plan for my life. And um, sure, that is amazing, Carol. And um, in this time, yes, let me tell you, my children had so many more chores to do. And my daughter was in her matric here, and she was such a bright girl, and she was spending so much time taking care of me. And that year, 
I told them all the time that he is a father to the fatherless and he will sustain the widow. It's a verse my sure. brother shared with I me. Know, that's a beautiful verse. Oh. How, how did this affect you, Carol? Because this is an incredible story of a miraculous healing that God has done. And I know that if I think back, it's the Lord says, it's by your faith that I'll heal you. And you had that incredible faith and you chose to believe. And God did this amazing miracle. It's what you choose, you see, because it's in the Bible. I set before you life Life and and death. death. Choose life that you and your children may live. That is, he told you to do that. Also, the Bible, there's many verses what you say you can have, what you confess, speak to the mountain. He gave you that authority. He gave that to mm. you. So why not use it? It's wise. Mm. Say what he says and choose life. Your words choose life. Choose it for you and your children. So where I saw that life for my children, like I told you, my daughter was in a matric yes. year. She passed matric that year with an A aggregate. Oh, that's amazing. Five distinctions. Oh, that's amazing. She went on. She took herself for an interview for a um, bursary. Yes. She attained a bursary for a full degree. Sure. My son passed that year with an A aggregate. Oh, Carol. God God's taking favor. care of my children. God's favor. God's favor. And how, how did this affect them also in the long run? Just to touch a little bit on your kids during this time, losing their dad, thinking that they were going to lose you. You know, I, I mean, I can't imagine what the kids were going through. So if you could just share, how, how did this affect your kids? I mean, now during the process of, of all of this. So my children were frightened. Um, oh, I saw their worried looks all the time. And um, I knew there was nothing I could say. I couldn't tell them Bible verses or preach to them. And I felt that would make a mistake. Oh, that would be a mistake. Yes. Um, but they were so frightened. And um, they had prayed for their father. And so I couldn't tell them to pray. But what I was able to tell them was your daddy had that diagnosis. Your mommy's got this diagnosis. So surely uh, we can't have the same outcomes. Mm. You might have died, but I will live. Amen. And But you get a lot of blank looks from your children. Yes. It's like, if you say so, mommy. And I had to take that to the Lord. I mean, many days I had to pray and pray. And many times I could just put my hand up and say, Jesus. But my prayer to him was, you are a father to the fatherless. Mm. Will you Teach my children your ways, Mm -hmm. that my children will be taught by the Lord, as says the word. And then I felt God showed something. He showed me something. And that was to be more verbal. And so I started to do that. I started to say loudly in the house that he is a father to the fatherless, that he is a good God. I would tell them the story of the leper. So I'll use an example. One night my leg was cramping, cramping Mm. so much. I wasn't able to stand. They tended me, got me to bed. And I prayed loud prayers about healing over my leg. So in the morning I would call them loudly and say, come look, come look. Then they come running in the room. (laughs) And I'm dancing on my leg. Then I say, look what happened in the night. Yes. Our Father God came, he took his hand and he 
touched my leg and now my leg is better. Wow. So if you understand what I mean by verbal, yes, <laughs> so I wanted everything. them <laughs> yeah. that they could hear. God so is good. Then we were in a car accident. And then I heard in a time of trouble how the word of God came out of their mouths. So now both my children love Jesus. Oh. They serve in their church and they have a solid relationship with him. So they have been taught by him. But I had to play my part and show them that I am praying, that I am trusting, that I love him and that I'm mm. making declarations. Yes. Mm. Do you know what? That's so powerful. And, you know, just for us as mothers, that's so encouraging. Because sometimes when you spoke to me the first time when I chatted to you, and that was something that, that really ministered to my heart as a Christian, as a mom, that we will give account for every word we say. And our children yes. listen to everything we say because pe- children don't listen to what you say. They want to see it in you and hear you say it. That is you know great. what I mean? And that is more powerful to them mm-hmm. than saying something and we, our lives don't bear witness to it. So uh, that was so powerful. But Carol, before we take a, a short break, don't you want to just tell us about the impact, the things that God has taught you on this journey that you can share with the listeners? Alana, what I learned is that our God is good. Those bad things that happened to me was not him. Mm. He is good. Those bad things, we have an enemy and he's put under our feet and in the name of Jesus, we keep him there. He is a defeated enemy. Amen. And so I discovered that he's defeated and I found the verse that every knee bows to the name of Jesus. And there, came, there out was birth, the title of my book, Cancer Bows to the King. Amen. That I learned every knee, no matter what it is, if it's financial struggles, if it's sure. your children that's away from the Lord, but every knee will bow. And then the, my favorite thing that I learned is that I am the branch plugged into the vine. That's just how mm. I see it, the branch plugged into the vine. So if he is healthy, I'm healthy. Mm. If he is wealthy, I'm wealthy. If he is successful, I'm successful. I applied for everything. I'm the branch. I'm plugged in because I'm a covenant yes. girl. And all that is, he's is mine. He's so amazing. He made a covenant by his blood. Sure. And I'm plugged into him. And as he is, so am I. And wow. that is so gorgeous. So that is my little thing with and him. And can I just add to that? Yes. Sometimes when people talk about covenant, we don't really always think what is covenant with God. But it's almost when we give our lives to him. You know, we, we're the bride of Christ. And he's a husband. He pr- he's the one that has to take care of us, look yes. after us. Yes. You know, when we need anything, he's our source. And I think that's just how you said it so beautifully yes. now. You know, just being plugged in. Plugged into in. him. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, and I've learned that it's wise to say what he says. Why say anything else? His word will not return to him void. He is a good God. He's watching over his word mm. to perform it. I think that the most important thing is to understand 
God loves me, yes me. That story of the leper, mm. that leper was on the outskirts. Jesus was traveling from town to town. He knew that he was performing miracles. He knew about him. His question wasn't, can you do this for me? He knew very well that Jesus can do it. His question was, will you do it for me? Yes. And that's exactly where I found myself. Mm. Will he do it for me? And his answer in that story was yes. Sure. Yes. He's willing and he's able. He's both. He's always willing and able. And he will do it for you. For God so loved the world. He gave his only son that none should perish. And all should have eternal life. You know, that is so beautiful, Carol. Because I just want to repeat when you said everything is done. It's been done on the cross by his stripes. We are yield. And I know just to, to share this, and, and it's exactly what you said when I was sick and I was really trusting God, Lord, will you please help me? You know, will you please heal me? I was begging God to heal me. And the Lord one day said to me, if our, your healing will manifest the minute you choose to believe that I yes. will do it. Yes. And when you're sick, it's a choice to believe and sometimes it's difficult to believe you know when your faith is not high but faith comes from hearing the word of God meditating on those scriptures all the time and to build up the faith and all of that and sometimes it's difficult but you know my prayer at that stage was God make me totally convinced of your promise Mm-hmm. You know, only God can give us that faith. You know, faith is actually a gift from God. And if we can ask him just to give us the faith, even that, to believe, to give us faith like a mustard seed. He says, even as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains because nothing is impossible for God. And that's what I love about your story. You chose to believe. You settled it with God, and and that is so amazing. It's settled. That is it. It's settled, yes. And we're going to take a short break, and we'll end off shortly. Welcome back. This is Alana Ellifier with Body Matters. And in the studio, I have Carol van Bullion. And we have just been chatting about Carol's journey um, of how she has overcome cancer. And it's God's absolute miracle power in her life, his healing power over her life. And Carol has written a book called Cancer Bow to the King. And Carol, tell us a little bit about this book. And if anybody would want to purchase this book, how could they get hold of you? Right. So Cancer Bow to the King has a Facebook page. Okay, awesome. (laughs) Cancer Bow to the King. And the book has an email address, cancerbowed at outlook.com. Then the book also has a cell number, 072 Double one seven double six seven zero, and um, yes, yeah, so you can find it on on Facebook or on email, or you can call me. Okay, and Carol, Carol, if anybody just for interest sake would just want to share this story, or just would like to contact you for anything, or might be going through the same thing as you, are, are you open to if they can email you? Yes, they they can. Most definitely they can. At that email, cancerbowed at outlook.com. So my book was also published by Sila, telling his stories. 
And then it's also to be found on the Sila website that can also take you through the links for purchasing and all okay, that. Awesome. And um, Anneline Creel Besaidenote is the CEO of Sila. And so you'll see her name and Sila telling you stories. And then they've got a, a, a you know, a, a method that you follow. Okay. But then I'll also, but that's through, through Sila, who's the publisher of my book, or directly from me on the number I gave, my Facebook page, or that email address. So if anybody would like to purchase the book, I know um, Carol had given me the book. I haven't had time to read it yet, and I'm looking forward to, to reading it this holiday. And I know it's a very easy reading book. And it's it's... It's it's good on the eye. It's soft on the eye. The spacing, the lettering. Um, it's a it's a pliable book, so it's easy yes, to take with nice everywhere. Book. And you should read it in about four hours. You should if you if you want to read it and not put it down. Yeah. Yes. So it's not a long read or a difficult read. It's not instructional. Yes, it's just it's my story. story. So just like I'm in conversation with you now, you you, uh, you might feel that I'm in conversation with you when you read my story. Now that yeah. sounds amazing. So please, if you want to be inspired, if you want to, you know, just want to, to get in touch with Carol, please contact her on those numbers and she will um, tell you the prices of the books and, you know, encourage you if you need to be encouraged. So Carol... If anyone, any of the listeners at the moment has been diagnosed with cancer and they are not, um, you know, they might be at a place of hopelessness, what would you like to, to, to encourage, with, encourage them with today? To know that when we pray, God answers. Amen. Even if we do not see the result immediately, the truth remains that by the stripes of Jesus you are healed. The truth remains that it is his will for you to live a long and satisfied life. Look at the truth and not at your immediate. Keep your heart, keep, keep yourself anchored in what is the truth. Even whilst you're going for treatments, drinking medicines, mm -hmm. it's okay. Keep your heart anchored in the truth that he is your healer. Sure. Thank you so much, Carol. And we're just going to end off with a prayer. Carol, if you could just pray for our listeners. Thank you so much. Okay. Lord, I pray for the listeners that you will bless them in every area of their lives. That no matter what they are, are, are facing, that you will establish within them, that you love them, that you care for them, that you are their Father and that you are a good God. May you break open in them, Father, that they understand and have a revelation that by the stripes of Jesus, they are healed. That God, that, you, that they do not do this life alone, that if they look to you, then you are always with them. You will never leave them and you will never forsake them. And I pray, God, a huge blessing upon all their loved ones. And I pray that you will surround them with all the support and all the encouragement that they need. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Carol, thank you so much for coming and sharing your amazing story. And I know the story has encouraged a lot of people. And I mean, the first time I heard the story, I was in tears. And, and sitting here listening again just brings so much tears again to my eyes. But they are beautiful tears of God's absolute amazing work. And God is good. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. And listeners, unfortunately, it's the end of my program. And we'll meet again next Saturday. At the same time, have a blessed week from me, Alana Willie, for you. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.